Yes, this is another episode of the INO podcast. INO, information, knowledge, observation. Also, what happened? Come in, come in, come in. Look at the camera. You come in the frame. We want you closer. Come. But you kill all the opening credits just mm-hmm. now. We can start over, you know. Let's start. Let's just do, no, let's just keep going. <laughs> this is INO podcast. Information, knowledge, observation. Also, I know what we're talking about. I already know what's been going on. I know where this is going to be. I know when the next one come out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I know who our next guest going to be, but I know who our guest is today. On the far left of me is Kofi. I'm not a guest. I'm normally here. And our very special guest today is Lucy Hammonds. Hi. Hello. And Lucy, uh, in case you don't know, she is um, an advocate for, I guess, minority things. Minority uh, right. <laughs> things, things in general. Minority things. And I well no. Well let me say that I the reason why I brought Lucy here is because I have a lot of respect for Lucy about a- anything she has done in Barbados when it comes to event planning as an artist, a fellow artist and also, you know, an advocate for women's rights and um I guess any kind of minority rights. She is basically there and she's gonna just inform us. On all these stuff that we may not know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> intro. It's okay. It's You've okay. done better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have. Um, but it, for me, it's kind of hard to kind of get everything in when it comes to somebody that does so much and has so much impact, right? So, but yeah. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, okay. But before we get into all that stuff, uh, I got to talk about my experience over the last few days, right? All right, Kofi, I went beige, right? <laughs> so I went beige. <laughs> and I was saving my story for the podcast. But wait, I want to make sure my level's good. You can yeah, hear me good? Yeah, you good. Okay, cool. You can't hear yourself? Not the best, but I'll make it work, right? He sounds great to me. Okay, all right. So so I went beige, right? First thing I realized when I get to beige is that the people that I was, I was seeing at beige, they, they were all shorter than I expected them to be i won't cut you off already because <laughs> you asked in the group chat you man game bitch i said no marcus that is not for us anymore <laughs> but but the thing is is that i knew people that were going i was going with people and thing i was just like were they all 12 no oh. no they were like <laughs> no i mean people my age so i was like maybe it changed now because puffy was gonna play for two hours and thing right so i was like he probably bringing a big audience whatever right everybody is and i i unnecessarily short so i'm like looking at people and i'm like Shoot. so i look in closer and these people look like you know like get about the cxc results dog because they did <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so i trying to keep i trying to keep cool and i get inside now i ne- i had about like five drinks right like i downed them Wait, you I, mean immediately yes <laughs> uh, yes i'm having a good time <laughs> exactly because usually i've got my three drinks and i be cool so, but I, this time I said, nah, in order for me to enjoy myself, I need more than three, right? So, and then also the man that I was with was like, yeah, they're young, but if you know the outline of them, right? Just as long as it's a girl, just dance on she and don't look at she, right? And that would make things easier, right? I no. feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel mean, like, I mean, like <laughs> I no. Like, I was like, um, nah, no, brother. Like, what? <laughs> right? So, anyway, so, it, so then, so things were going on, like, and um not to mention it was a mailbox too uh-huh. yeah if the, the ratio was like six men to As one it, it felt like right okay so it gets to about three o'clock now right all of a sudden i see the whole crowd 
comes to the front of the stage. Nobody is by the bar. I go by the bar and <laughs> and I am literally seeing men with unopened bottles of rum and vodka pelting at one another. This is not okay. And unopened <laughs> bottles. What? I see like a silver and a Manhattan and my is pelting it. Meanwhile the crowd <laughs> the crowd is right there. Right? I, I was confused when you first told the story. What direction these people pelting at? Wherever the man was running to, he was pelting. And so let's was, say he's running the toward the front of the crowd. Well, he, well he <laughs> go ahead, man. So, all right. So I did what any logical person would do in that situation. I got closer so I can see. So as I, you do. So I can uh-huh. talk about it as on the do. podcast. Yeah, of that's course. a good idea. Right, yeah, because, yeah, of course, I need content for the podcast, right? <laughs> so that, so <laughs> then, man, like, so what then eventually, right, because the, the fence was, like, it was basically a curtain. Like, you could push it down and, and like, get out of the venue, mm-hmm. right? Because Valkus is so big, of course, they yeah. can only fence off a piece, right? So these men that were that were chasing this man, the man got out of the venue and is running down the Valkus pasture, right? Okay. He's running down the Valkus pasture. His friends are running after him. Security is running after him, right? There is no security anymore, right? Every, when I tell you at least 10 men hop the bar, I start teething drinks. Oh my god! I, I, listen, <laughs> this <laughs> sounds like a dystopian dream. I saw, like, I saw what? a man, I saw a man with a six pack, a six case of banks on one hand, a silver and a neck sign running past me. Like everybody just like because so I, he's making it towards the cars. Yeah, towards the car park. Wow, I, there, it's done. Everything is done, right? But meanwhile, this is when Puffy is playing. Puffy is now getting hit. It's groove, right? Oh no. But Wait, everybody the music was still going on. Now, nah, well, it was oh. done. It was done. It was done. But and then. I saw a man. This I I, I swear. This is my highlight of my night. I saw a man. <laughs> I saw a man hop the bar, flip over the table that had on the drinks, and clip the legs, fold the table, oh, no. and leave the oh, table. No. Dragging, listen, oh, dragging, no. dragging the table behind him, like on his shoulders, towards the car park. And, and that's what meanwhile me, no one is even saying anything because what you can say, right? The security is that way. I mean, how right? savage are you as a human? <laughs> Everybody can wear things, and you they, you ain't gonna drink. No drinks left, man. Like, well, this table here. That be that time <laughs> in I, particular. At that time, I was like, big man, I know you got tables, so I'm down. <laughs> I know that you're just doing this to be lawless. Thing is right for holy <laughs> events. You struggle to get one of them it, it, um, six foot tables here. It be. It be. Now my hundred right there. It was, it was <laughs> one. It was one of them like cream tables that your yes. pants. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yes. Me, that was that was wild. That's pretty epic. That was wild. And you said this is why DJ was playing. DJ Puffy was yeah, playing. Yeah, that was why Puffy was playing. He needs to turn that into a music video. Like, right? that's <laughs> what needs to I was happen. Like what the hell? But um, but yeah, that was my experience. You did anything for um Kaduma? I mean, crop over. Um, crop over. So far, we went to Soka Royale um on Sunday. What you thought? I am. Um, I didn't enjoy Party Monarch. Um as much as I did like when I went like two years back mm. and this is the first time I've ever been when it was ho- hosted in the evening which mm. I quite liked to be honest mm. I felt like the sun ain't cutting my ass it's quite nice it's quite cool yeah. and the fireworks can look extra pretty um, and I love fireworks but then Sweet Soka <coughs> had it hold down like I had really? a lot of fun at Sweet Soka it was, it was long because when I went before uh-huh. this both competitions uh, it just seemed like enough yeah yeah well, the Party Monarch finished real quick. I think they only had like six um, contestants. Only? So, uh, for that party sounds very Psych. inaccurate. I, I have Monarch? no idea, but I mean, that just sounds like it should be more. Yeah, it no, it was like six. I, I think so. Babe, sorry. 
a person who's not shout shown. out to Levi King <laughs> who is in the building. <laughs> no, you mean babe, not Levi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah. I honestly think there were six. Um, or I can't. If anything, there wasn't as much as ten. It was quite like small. Mm. Um, and then there was Sweet Soka, and Sweet Soka had more contestants, but the vibe was good. Mm. And like it was just like bam, 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 contestant after contestant, which mm-hmm. was sweet. Um, just like a few minutes for a setup for the stage. But so who you, so who you want, um who you thought was gonna win one? Like were you were, yeah. what you thought about the the winners? I was down for RPB. Like his his piece was, I think it was exceptional like mm. how he brought it together and then obviously it's like some people are like RPB can't sing but I'm like but he always performs so well so I don't know um, and like I didn't like the song when I heard it on the radio because I'm terribly seasick so like <laughs> hearing the song made me seasick in the car so I was like this is not okay but then when he was performing it and he had the landship and everything felt like well not felt like but everything kind of had this higher metaphor concept going on mm. which is like you know the economy is going down and we're like we, oh, we're see. still that going was on well it was an analysis that I've heard <clears throat> um, that I really connected with and yeah it's kind of sweet I just thought talking about rocking like a boat but then if you think about it in like oh, context oh so like you're trying to stay afloat in yeah, the economy yeah political context he doesn't talk about having a captain so that's kind oh, of sight. symbolic um, but then also at the end he like shot flares um, as the pyrotechnics like there was like a red flare gun oh you mean like uh, like an actual boat like yeah. an actual oh, boat that's cool okay. it, so you see oh, oh. you yeah. see what I mean like yeah, he stuck yeah. to, con- um, to concept and it was sweet uh, Lil Rick one I, um, Lil Rick's piece I yeah. really enjoyed as well. I um, wanted to see it too because I heard that he did like something about the crime and he spoke about crime and all that stuff. Yeah, that was at Party Monarch. He had um, a bit of an interlude about that at Sweet Soka. It was like basically because that was Crop um, was a blessing, not a curse. And mm. it was totally like this very nostalgic feel of him going through like all the greatest moments we as an island have had at Crop mm. which was really inclusive. And it's just like, oh, oh my so. God, I was there for that. Like, <laughs> it was so sweet. <laughs> so I was like, all right, good, good job. Good job. I would like to see it because I, I keep hearing about it. But I, I saw the video on Facebook, but I didn't watch it. Yet. I didn't yeah. get wrong to watching any videos yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. I, I haven't even heard about right. I, what? I'm so serious. You heard it. No, nah, I haven't. It, not on purpose, but you would have heard it in life. I don't like, think so. Okay. It's a really sweet song. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's nice. I right. like, yeah. Oh, safe. Now, Kofi, wait, anything? Not really? Uh, I went Soka on the Hill. That was, it was Soka on the Hill's obvious. You performed at Soka on the Hill? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I love the way he's like, I went. Me and a couple like, friends. <laughs> but I go so often, and I, I was just with the people I'm with every year, so I, I honestly forgot for a second that I played, which was cool because. And this is your first time playing there, yeah. right? Yeah. So you congratulations, man. It's so hey, Hill is such a, a a regular thing for me. Like, there's a little forehead that at Christmas for me. Yeah, I can I can see. That. Yeah, it's kind of like it's got that feel for true. Yeah, yeah. crop over the second Christmas. Yeah, it is. yeah, one hundred. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, come feeling on, very happy. It's feeling the air. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, it's better because you got events. Like instead of you know how Christmas just comes and it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah You got yeah. like all the different days of crop over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. So when you actually perform, like what it was like, what you thought it was gonna be, what what you thought. Leading up, I was ridiculously nervous because like I didn't find out my time until the night before, <laughs> and I wasn't sure like if I not gonna go and plan the best set in my life in case for some reason they put me at five o'clock where everybody did. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. at twelve, which is five hours <laughs> before five. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> but I saw a good couple of people there. It was a shocking like a good like hundred people was there. Oh, see. So they were still like rocking and partying, and it feel good. And then the DJ after me cut out, so I feel good. Like, that wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> you get baby treatment saying that you DJ and thing. Artist treatment, which isn't the same. <laughs> oh, so we got food and thing. 
There was food, but I couldn't wait for it to come out. So oh, I, oh, one, yeah. I got artist treatment. I didn't get baby treatment. Which, is, which brings getting... me to the only complaint is normally off of Soka on the Hill. Entering that damn venue, even as an artist, was stress. Mm. Because you walk up, you walk in the priority parking, walk like an, an entire mile. Then to be told, oh, you can't exit, enter this gate. This is the technical staff gate. You have to walk around. I enter through a separate gate. There is no sign saying this, by the way. So you're walking to the only gate you can see, which makes sense because I parked there. Right. There is a gate there. I enter that gate. They're like, no, you have to walk so, so, so. And then pass this gate again, you know. You just got to walk around for no As reason. The yes. Shh, nah, that's nah, not right. And then when you get there, you know, and you see people setting up food. So, like, yeah, I'm sitting there with food. And then. You're just waiting a half hour past. I kind of just want like two wings though. So. Man, and a fish cake. That's not like a whole other podcast, boy. That, that, that don't sound <laughs> you know, right you for don't, you. Don't, don't Barbarian entertainers aren't the best treated people. Yeah. This is why we need a union. Yeah. I said that in a DJ chat yesterday. A guy, um, a friend of mine was playing for a four-day band. And the band leader told him, well, everybody else playing for either $100 or free. <laughs> so you got to lower your price to $100. Are you mad? Play for free or do not play. I think that is insane i mean i don't know how it is in other um aspects of entertainment but djs do this undercutting thing that pisses me off if you have a rate i've heard charge your rate I've heard there is no reason that you should hear yeah. that dj levi charging eight hundred dollars you're like oh well i'll do it for three hundred dollars that's but, nonsense but our but our djs what you say uh, i don't know if in barbados or just in general is that like a, a replaceable position you can have like like if if a DJ can't do it, can you find someone that will do something similar or the exact same? Um, yes and no. Yes, in regards of the fact there are, I believe one every four men is a DJ. There are three men here. One of them is a DJ. Okay, yeah. Like, I think yeah, I think it's real ridiculous. Like the, it's a real oversaturated market. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I don't want to say crappy DJs, but mm. pop DJs mm. that you that are very replaceable. Like you want somebody play before the gates open just so people are sick to hear music. Yeah. F if realistically, as a promoter, if this person is charging two hundred dollars and you find somebody to do it for hundred dollars, it's not that big of a job from a business standpoint. You can replace them. Yeah. However, there are DJs that are not talented that are irreplaceable. Mm. Like if you have Puffy Affet, you don't go Puffy doing it for seven hundred dollars. DJ Marcus. Because he bring me following. Thank you. Yeah. So it's not so just that. Talent. You get to that point. But okay. That, I think that's the same in like almost every artistic field. Like. They got some people who have a name Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. their name, especially if they're in the performance arts, will bring an audience. So they become the people that are priority to pay and everybody else is just like, oh, well, you can wait till your check comes. And it's like, no, no, we cannot (laughs) (laughs) pay me now. You said you pay me now. Yeah, I've heard. um, Well, not entertainers, but I've heard of like makeup artists who have the same kind of. But that's becoming the same thing. Another oversaturated market. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's feel it's like an equivalent to me. And they blame YouTube. (laughs) I (laughs) I'm not gonna say nothing because I did my makeup because I'm YouTube. I I I love that women can now learn to do it based on YouTube. You could do your own makeup. I think that's beautiful. Women really stepping up. I think women don't. You still got that bad looking eyeshadow, eyebrows, about this thing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, what the wrong thing is, everyone, every woman is doing this and thinking, hmm, this is not my career. 
Right. Which it it can't but really last. It's right. not really it's not really our fault because then when you start thinking about like what other access to markets do we really have? Like to be a freelancer, to be an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. There's so little of mm. our markets are even funded enough for people to like invest in true. That's true too. That's true. Anyway, that's another conversation. Moving on real quick. Moving on, moving on, moving right along. Right. So I wanted to bring you here because there are some conversations we had on past podcasts that. We we kind of got some roadblocks because we kind of didn't know we could only go by what the articles were saying, but like then the, a lot of terms came up and we had no idea what they meant. Then I researched what the terms meant; they didn't really seem to make much sense. Okay. Okay. So on a um, podcast, I think about three weeks ago, we had um, a conversation about the first genderless baby, uh-huh. right? Where a non-gen a non-binary transgender woman she. Uh, w- they had a child mm-hmm. and they left the sex unassigned Fair right yeah. so it was it was not neither male or female it was just unassigned uh-huh. right so and then it, it just raised a lot of questions like what what is what does that mean so like y- you can be born not male or female what well, so what is your take on it okay um for to put my cards on the table like i believe that we live in a gender, uh, a world that is like very specific on gender binary. So you're either male or you're female, and there's like very little in between. So like we've been designed, or society teaches us like if you're a dude, these are the ways that you act. If right. you're a woman or a girl, these are the ways ways that you act. And there are a lot of people who are born in that in between and feel like I don't necessarily connect with being a dude and having to act like a dude, even mm-hmm. though I may have a penis, mm-hmm. right? Um, and obviously vice versa. Right. So across that spectrum, you'll have people who are like, uh, I don't really feel like I fit in and I really wish that society didn't tell me that I was supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people like who advocate for gender and sexual diversity kind of wish that we could have removed or had the opportunity to remove that, or that, pre, like, that predetermined label. So it's like when you're born, they put a label on you based on the, the genitals that you have and that determines what you're supposed to be. So I guess it, for me, it makes sense that someone who is a mother who may have gone through or may have had difficulty in their own like gender and sexual identity might want to remove that particular hurdle for their child. So, but yeah. So, but being male or female is a hurdle. It can be for some people. Um, like if you are, if you've been determined, if you're lucky enough to feel like actually I've got a penis, I feel like a dude. I've got a vagina, I feel like a woman. Then, then you're never really going. Well, on that spectrum, you're never really going to have that problem. But there are some people who literally have to face like persecution or death, trying to make themselves feel comfortable right. in the body that they have because of something that somebody else has decided for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and also like if you want to start talking about like gender um, inequality, then that will also be another hurdle. Um, but yeah. Okay, so my original thought, right, is that if you're if you're born male or female regardless of how you feel you are the reality is that you are male or female whether you like it or not that is scientifically you have the xy chromosome or the xx chromosome that makes you a male or female but then we get taught that as a simplicity um that's a simplicity narrative because there are a lot of it's not just an x and a y that's in our bodies we can have multiple x's or multiple um or 
there are other chromosomes that come into play with our gender. So you can have like several more X's or um, might have, once you have that Y chromosome, then you're determined to be a guy. But sometimes do, um, guys, guys might have more Y, um, X chromosomes and Y chromosomes. It gets kind of messy. Um, but then it's also like, there are some people who are born intersex. And intersex is what we've known as like hermaphrodites was the, was the phrase beforehand, but then hermaphrodites got used as a derogatory term. So the community was like, can you not call this that? Can we just be intersex? Because that's literally what it is. You're like in, in the intersection between male and female, you might have both genitalia. Oh, or, so that's the politically correct term for hermaphrodite. Yeah. Or has become. Oh. Mm. So when you see the I, that's what that means in the LGBTQI, PPPP, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. That's what it is. I get really, <laughs> I get, listen, I get really confused with this. Because it feels like, honestly, every two weeks, it feels like there's something new that is the no new politically correct way to say something. That so so a so term that I never even thought was like offensive. Like I didn't I didn't know hermaphrodite was an offensive yeah, term. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was that's that what was it was. the term for yeah. something like that. But then you gotta remember, like y'all aren't aren't hermaphrodites. So somebody right. you might not think that it is. But right. then if you are a hermaphrodite and somebody finds out that you're a hermaphrodite, like when they started saying that, Ciara was one. Do you remember that? Like yeah, all yeah, back yeah, in 2004 yeah, I do or remember something. That, I and it was like, yeah, it was like, a, it was like a rumor that went around. And it was like, oh my God, that's the that reason the why she dances. So, yeah. Like, yeah. And there was like all that justification. And so if you are that, then you're just like, so you're implying that this person is less of a person because they may be a hermaphrodite. And then suddenly you feel like your identity is questioned. So mm. it make, it always makes sense. And like one of the reasons why... I think people are now coming to to see the LGBTQIA PP. Are you adding letters on purpose? Or no, 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 I, no, no, no. Literally, literally, I didn't no, know about the P. A. A. Sorry. Um, there are two A's. There are two A's. There's Wasn't it just LGBT? Yeah, no, that's yeah. done. It was that, yeah, LGBT, oh, that, done. and then it's LGBTQ, which is plus. What is Q, it? Q, Q? Queer? Queer? Yeah, queer or Queering. questioning. So we can have two cues sometimes. So some people might be questioning their... Um, How do you keep track? I keep track by remembering all the people that I know that identify as those labels. Okay. If that makes sense. So I'm so just you like... you know LBGTQPPA? Uh-huh. I know every everybody Whoa. from that section. Okay. But the conversation, if it helps, the most recent conversation that I've been having in my circles, like um, for those that study like gender diversity overseas... Like the academics are thinking about how inaccessible the LGBTQ plus term is. Um, and I've been wondering like what a new phrase might be. So the new phrase might be, I mean, I'm advocating for it, um, gender and sexual diversity, which is just GSD. And that covers basically everybody and those that we haven't yet figured out yet. Because there are still some people who are just like, I have no idea what I am, but I don't feel like I fit any of those. So you can keep adding letters, but they still don't match me. But that, that's what I don't understand. Like, I'm still finding it hard to grasp about gender and sexuality is different, A. Yeah. And then, mm. like, you because I never struggle with my gender or sexuality. Mm-hmm. Being a straight man, good kudos on me for that. <laughs> um, um, okay. In terms of not struggling. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would like so to hope saying, that nobody would struggle, but yeah. When you're saying that there are people that just generally do not know what they are, mm-hmm. that is, I can't understand, like... Can't relate. And I know, like, there are, like, 63 options. Mm-hmm. And you literally cannot... You agree, wait, so you agree with that, right? What? The, the whole 63 pronouns or whatever. Genders. I... The gender pronouns, yeah. I didn't know that there were 63. I knew some. Uh, I mean, uh, I uh, might yeah, do my yeah, own research. I think it's like 70, no. But anyway, yeah. but yeah. Because I know Z. I no, know the... Well, anyway, continue. <laughs> what you were saying, Cole? What you were saying, I just don't saying? understand how you cannot fit into... But that's... 
the anything. Th- that's the thing. Like, I, this is real personal. Like, gender politics and sexuality politics are very individual. And lucky for you, like, the society that we live in is pretty much designed for people who feel like they fit to be seen as the normal or to be seen as the ideal. So anybody who doesn't feel like they fit often have to fit themselves into those boxes or chip away pieces themselves pieces of themselves to fit. What we luckily have now is like this burgeoning um, idea of identity and conversations that can help people be like, actually, I've never felt like that suited me or I connected with that. What do I connect with? Um, and might meet somebody else who has gone through something different or gone through something similar and been like, you don't connect either? Wow, that's great. Let's talk about our disconnect. <laughs> Let's figure out um, where we can sit. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what it is. Okay, so um, I th- I, although I said this already, right, I still am confused as, like, just because you don't feel something it doesn't mean you aren't that thing. Like, if I, if I wake up tomorrow and I feel disconnected from the black community, it doesn't make me not black, right? This is true. Right. So then it kind of it kind of opens the door to like, so then what about, for example, there was a, I don't know if you saw this, um, Kofi, but there was a guy that was, he was 60 years old, uh, but he felt like a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and the thing is, is, I mean, I guess it sounds far-fetched because we're not accustomed to it, but how is that different from, you know, for example, transgender feeling, identifying as something you never necessarily were, for example, a man identifying as a woman etc i guess for me like age and race race comes with history age comes with time gender doesn't necessarily come with that like those things aren't already assigned um so you may be born you would be you would be born with a penis yeah but then that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to that you will become a masculine representing person or a masculine expressing person and it's very individual whereas if you're a black man you're born within the black community and have to take on that context if you're an old man you're born and have lived a certain amount of time and have to live in that context um i guess what we have what we have been doing is assuming that gender and sexuality are similar to race and are similar to um age Mm -hmm. and putting them in that same category whereas it requires more thought and more undoing and unpacking because it's more individual so if somebody said that they don't identify as a say a black person and they want to be identified as white what would you say you would say that that's that doesn't make any sense i would say that that's their choice i may not necessarily agree with it but would you identify uh, to them would you identify them as a white person because they asked you to i say no again if it's their choice then i as as I am, I'd have mm-hmm. no choice but to. I'd be right. like, okay, that's how you identify yourself. However, do you realize how problematic this is? Like, you are literally picking up somebody else's culture and somebody else's experiences and claiming them as your own, though you'll uh, never I'm go through that. Girl didn't do that though, racial something. Yeah, those else. Right. And those so did another girl that's now doing like this whole Barbie girl thing. Did you see her? She's like in Germany, I think. She was like Ooh. a model, and now she's like putting like double S breast oh, implants yeah. what? like melanated her skin and she's I like I'm going that. to be the, a beautiful black Barbie doll <laughs> and you're just like please please sit down and shut up because even if you pick up those elements of a culture yeah. that does not make you identify, identifiable to that culture however if you you're not picking up elements of um, different gender expressions you are just expressing yourself the way you are mm-hmm. so that's where the that's where there is a difference um I hope that makes sense. Right, because when I before you go um, say your point, Kofi, like when I hear that somebody grew up a male and they say that they identify they they felt a connection with women and they identified as women as as a woman, 
right in their mind i'm like how do you know you've never been both that you can decide that you know so then it's like but then there's also gender because what we also don't allow for in our present world is the exploration of expression Mm -hmm. so people assume that you're supposed to know and not everybody does so those who don't are will sometimes pick up elements of asexuality which is like when you're not attracted to anybody um or might pick up elements of femme um femme presentation which is when you're like slightly more female and think that and try to see if that suits them most it's like putting on those hats or putting on those clothes to see if you can find yourself if that doesn't work you should have the right to put that down and be like actually that's also not my expression um but at least i tried or at least i I experimented with it let me keep looking for myself till the till we get to a point where we all feel comfortable is kind of what i look for Mm. all right um this is gonna go back a little bit you were saying that even though someone you don't think you can actually this paraphrasing but you don't think you can actually be trans race for lack of a better term yeah um (laughs) i really don't so (laughs) where 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 is the line drawn like i don't have much of an opinion on the whole lgb etc plus Mm -hmm. um but i think if you are a male and you don't feel comfortable in your body as a male and you want to be considered a woman by all means that's cool right so where's where the line drawn as in i'm not happy this is one this is not real but i'm not yeah. happy as a black man mm. that's also about to say no no but i'm happy as a black I man i just use that as instagram i want anyway right oh fee for president i'm not happy as a black man, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be an asian right. i want to be a white but where, where's the line drawn then i don't understand what you're saying race is history ages time but at the same time isn't it about what makes the individual happy? It are contented, comfortable. I think. Uh, let me figure out the thoughts in my head. Okay, <laughs> so with like with race, you are born into a community. You will face certain amount of um, disadvantages or privileges based on what community you're a part of. You cannot remove that or replace that because at the end of the day, your skin is your skin. Um, and the societal structures that are in place are in place. However, like, I understand why people might want to. Like, people might see Eurocentricity is a thing. People might see somebody who's white on TV and they look like their life is so much better and they're just like, okay, I really want to do that thing. I don't want to struggle the way I've had to struggle before. I really want to connect with that. For In the reverse, you might see, like, a, a non-person of color might see people of color as exotic or their culture as diverse and be like, I want that because that makes me somewhat different from being basic Mary down the road. Um, sorry, Mary. And, <laughs> and I see why people might do that, but where that becomes a problem is because you're picking up somebody else's life and often you can be contributing to their further oppression. Whereas when it comes to gender, it's individual. It's not about whether... Like, nobody else is really going to get hurt by it, if you know what I mean. So if I decided in this room with us, if I decided that I wanted to change, I wanted to be referred to as Z instead of her, I'm not hurting anybody. There, nobody else is being... Z? Z would be like a pronoun that is non-binary. Okay. So it's neither, um, it's neither masculine nor feminine and can be identified and can be used on, like, sheets. Also, like, you know how we have Miss, Mr., Mrs., all that? Right. There's Mixter, which is M-I-X-T-E-R. That's- Funny. Yeah, it's cool. Um, <laughs> DJ Mixer, like <laughs> that would be me in in the world. Um, but yeah, so again, there are lots of other reasons why people might want to 
be um might not want to be binary might not want to uh, to subscribe to the binary not just because they don't feel like they connect with it but also sometimes the idea that the government can know your genitals just by how that just by what you sign on a piece of paper can be intrusive for some people um and can also force blockages so somebody might not get a job because they write miss because you know i I understand that for sure especially on the job front Mm-hmm. But is it like that big of a um, deterrent hindrance? What do you mean? The government knowing your genital, your what genitals you have, your genitalia is the word looking for. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that big? That big of an issue? For some, it is. For some, it it really is. If you and, sorry, uh, no, if, continue. if you don't feel comfortable with that, then it feels like you're lying to yourself. Okay, and then you said um, the point about. You said you might see someone on TV that's a person of color, and you might say, oh, that person, so, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's possible that like, a woman could be like, oh, these men have it so easy? Or a man may be like, oh, women get free drinks at bars. Mm-hmm. I want to be a woman. I want to be a man. Because then that's gender fluidity, right? Where you could say that you're one thing one day, then the next day or something you else. You can right? identify as something else. So, but, but isn't that fluidity. similar in a sense? I don't understand it's gender fluidity at all. Like, is it how i feel today or is it why i want to take advantage of because i feel sometimes it's like what i want to take advantage of more often than not it's what i feel today um and okay so like when we look at the the structure of how our society privileges men over women the if that was the conversation i feel like we'd have a lot less um trans women Mm -hmm. or people of trans experience who Mm -hmm. um who are now women mm-hmm. because then it'd be like why would you want to and that's also another conversation that happens happens within the lgbtq community like people are plus community people are always like well people if- anyway <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> the plus right, right, right. And, all um, of them. Well, gds right the yeah, GDS, uh, all the gds yeah that's just yeah, the gds yeah, that yeah. makes me happy yeah. okay um <laughs> the gds community uh we like we talk a lot about like what does it mean can somebody give up their privilege? So, like, Chimamanda got under hellfire. Who? Chimamanda, do you know? She's like a, a, she's a writer. She's a literary writer. She's from, I think it's South Africa, but I could be very wrong. Uh, she's pretty big. She is an advocate as well. Um, and she spoke about trans women um, and was basically, oh my gosh, I don't want to paraphrase her because this is pretty important. Can I do research? You can, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Time? As long as you um you have data, because down here I don't get Wi-Fi. Yeah, I totally I didn't have give you data. the Wi-Fi password anyway. It's okay. You're like not even. I feel like you're not even welcome in my house. I didn't give you the password. Well, well you gave me water. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, if I was on it, not my master dog boy. You know what I mean? He's like, you for yourself, boy. Yo. Oh my gosh, y'all are the worst. I'm wild, but um. I'm looking. I'm looking for it so that I can help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is no, no, no. I do. I do want you to. That, yeah, that's why I have my laptop. But my laptop doesn't get any um Wi-Fi down here. So. All right. So Chimamanda, um, found so say, who, it. who is she again? Chimamanda Adichie. She's like, all right. Chimamanda. Mm, I can't pronounce her middle name. I'm so sorry. Can it's you fine. Know? It's fine. Um, um, Chimamanda Ngozi. 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 Wait, Ngozi. Right. Ngozi. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, Ngozi. Yeah, um, and she, like, she's done loads of stuff. She's mostly a writer. She's mostly known as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's done like, uh, I read one of her books in the summer last year. 
I can't remember his name right now. It's usually her stuff is really about representation and inclusiveness and that kind of stuff. And she's she's pretty massive for it. Um, and she did like a Channel Four interview, and she was basically musing over um, people of trans experiences if like they ah they're like a. Ah, I really want to be articulate on this. So yeah, but yeah, I, it's, I guess it's good Take to get her. Chimanda Channel Four. We. She sounds like the person that was in um Beyonce's um one of formation. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't write yeah, yeah. for it, but she's been she's been on. You know the song Flawless. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She spoke on that. Yeah. yeah she spoke on that. her name. Yeah. Okay. okay um. Cool. Right. She like she said some really progressive things like how black women's hair is political and stuff like that. So mm. she speaks out a lot about mm. um, black women and feminism and that kind of stuff and uh, is very heavily um, pro- like, lauded for that. She's also said things about um, pregnancy, not wanting to perform pregnancy and that we are forced to perform pregnancy and all that kind of stuff. But then when it came to the transgendered issue, she was basically... It's a lot of questions I have in my head from. I, from I will not remember. But no, anything. yeah. But what? The, thing, the thing is, is that I, that will be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, you but can yeah. always invite yeah. me back. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, of course, of course. But yeah, um, like she did a lot of. I'm only seeing like her clarifications. Basically, I guess, I guess to put it simply, she was saying that black, um, not black women, that cis women, cis is what you what you're called mm-hmm. if you identify as your gender and sexuality at birth. And um, who and who decided this? This is LGBT that decided about the cis thing. Because I don't. That's no, that's it, new to me. I don't. I didn't know about it oh, before um, this year. I think. Well, no, it's been in it's been in circulation for a while. Oh. Um, I don't feel like it was the LGBTQ overlords that were just like we're gonna start oh, okay. calling them cis. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool, in case cool, you didn't cool. know, we have overlords. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, um, cool, cool. I hope so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how else do we keep our agenda up to date? Um, so yeah, so. She was basically saying that cis women will have a very different experience to trans women. And so um, there was kind of that conversation about whether our trans uh, conversation transpired about whether people of um, people who existed as cis before and then um, went on the trans experience, if now they would be if they can just pick up privileges. Right. And that's not necessarily the way that it works, Mm -hmm. because you don't just pick up the privilege that you've had. So I guess she was kind of saying that people who are um, on the trans women experience of the trans women experience might be more privileged in society than women who were born. I would assume that to be quite honest. Because yeah. And in some spaces people do bring their like, I mean, I can't really speak on it because I myself, well, I can't even say that I'm cis because I'm kind of going through like this whole questioning phase. Um, So you're a Q. I'm, I'm two Qs. I am queer and I'm questioning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, two Qs by the way, Kofi. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know. I'm queer and questioning. So my sexuality is queer and my um, why, why is gender. queer? I actually, honest to God, I can probably sound real ignorant, but mm-hmm. I thought queer was a flamboyant straight man. Hey. <laughs> yeah, was, I thought that, that was, was queer. because of queer for the straight guy, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> queer for the straight guy changed the entire definition well, of what queer is. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. we had, um, we had. Queer used to be like this really offensive term that you'd use towards the LGBT community. Like if you saw any any guys that were that was flamboyant, you'd be like, "Oh, he's just a queer boy." So kind of like how we got Bulla. He's like, "He's a Bulla boy." Queer is offensive. It used to be. Oh, <laughs> it used to be. By the time we were born, it was kind of reclaimed. Oh. <laughs> and um, and so that's basically what it's been since. Like people have just like, all right, if we're not necessarily identifying, like we will 
I guess I'm more pan than I am queer. So I would pan is like I would date anybody. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so whatever your gender are, I would be down for having a relationship with you. The tagline for pan is hearts, not parts. So I just laughed. Right. Okay. Kofi I looks so confused. <laughs> I feel like I've broken Kofi. Yeah, every, every every new word Kofi hears, Kofi is like Kofi just trying to like. What make is it, this? Like. And it's true. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and also no, like yeah. in Barbados we don't have those kind of conversations. We like don't. you you either straight or you gay. You either yeah. man or you woman. I I can totally understand and agree with a buddy, but. No, I'm assuming there's a difference between bi and pan. Uh, yeah, pan would be like bi usually means that you wouldn't date somebody of trans experience, so it's more like you're you believe in the gender binary. That's so specific though. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, bi means that you believe in the gender binary and you believe there's either one or two. I would right. either date male or female. Pan is like I don't oh just believe gosh. in the gender binary. Either I would date. date male, female. I would date anybody of the experience in between. I would like all that. All of that posse. Kofi is so fun. No, I look at that, I, no, I'm, I'm just looking at him genuinely learning these things for the first time. Because I had these same expressions too. I had somebody that's pan described to me what pan was and the difference between pan and bisexual, etc. Okay. Et et I mean, I understand it, but I mean, once again, being having never have gone through a struggle with yeah. my mm-hmm. identity, it just seems like such a specific thing to create a whole term for, as in like. It's like a subgenre of bi, a bi, pretty much. Then uh, could be, could be. Um, I never know bi people wouldn't date trans people. Some people, well, yeah, they wouldn't necessarily. So if a straight man, sorry for cutting you. I just oh, this is a question just off my head. If I'm a straight man and I date this trans woman, mm-hmm. as in a man that became a woman, we would consider is you it straight. straight. Yeah. So why is that still straight, but bi is no longer bi? It would be straight, or if you wanted to, you could be. You could put yourself under the queer category if you wanted to. Like nobody right. else is gonna put you there. But <laughs> <laughs> nobody else is gonna pick you up and be like, "Kofi, you belong here." Um, for the most part, trans women like to be a to be a trans woman is just to be a woman, but have a different experience to a cis woman. I gotta get found also, Kofi. Kofi, <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I want to ask you a question, I want, and I and I would like you to be honest and I kind of just and being and the other person's shoes for a bit lucy mm-hmm. uh other person being people that are kind of not as informed about this, this stuff as you are yeah doesn't this seem a bit chaotic but isn't individuality chaotic but that's okay well i didn't i didn't really want to get into what i think because i mean i could say what i think anytime but mm-hmm. you're here and i want to hear your your views and stuff right but identity isn't subjective it's not as identity is identity is you have a a subjective rough draft of what you want to be you and you want to be that thing and then you go into the world and the way society sees you there is a negotiation between you and how society perceives you about what you are you can't just wake up and be whatever you want to be for example if i think that i'm the nicest person in the world but everybody else around me thinks that i'm an ass then chances are what my perception is isn't necessarily sure. true. So if, if if you if you just wake up and say you're this thing, but don't really take into account society's perception of you know, then it, it's a bit it's a bit confusing. Not, it, yeah, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. But like as you rightly as you rightly say, we we have to negotiate with society. Right. And that's what the LGBTQ and all those additional phrases are, it's a renegotiation with society. Because if you start peeling back like where 
our idea that there were only two genders or that only our only expressions, our only correct expression of sexuality should be heterosexual, that started after a certain point in time. So beforehand, there was a lot of representation, like there were different expressions of gender and diversity in both gender and sexuality. And that wasn't really up for debate. Suddenly we had this intrusion or this, um, yeah, it was an intrusion of here is how we're supposed to, uh, supposed to live. This is a societal structure that is supposed to be from now on. And that denial of that, like centuries later, um, the denial of that and as we move towards human rights and looking at the fact that actually at no time did we just become a binary race. Right. At no time did that actually happen. We still had like there were what was known as First Nation people. Um, First Nation people would know as um, two-spirited people. Two spirits would be somebody who I guess sometimes we would call them trans. We would might call them transgendered now. Like every ancient culture has had a re has had a representation of um, sexuality and diversity that does not fit just being heterosexual or just being cis. And so if we know that in ancient times, it's kind of interesting that somehow in between we forgot that. And now that we're having to renegotiate getting back to a place where those people who existed before can now be seen as as equal or as worthy of existence, that that's where the negotiation takes place. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like it's too much. No, like. I swear to God, in January, it was LGBT. It wasn't, but okay. <laughs> I, I'm obviously not remember, but I mean, from my from what I'm seeing, even from like scrolling through Facebook, I'm seeing like a lot of arguments or whatever, yeah. YouTube videos or whatever. LGBT, LGBT. Q, yeah, added on somewhere in March or whatever. Right. And, you know, throwing Z and other letters. <laughs> and it is, is, it's hard to grasp because I feel like... um. A couple of years ago, like the thought, not the thought. I cannot understand bisexuality. A couple of years ago, yeah, I cannot understand trans being trans until American Horror Story season five. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. I I I, I understand that. No, I I wrap my head around it. I know it's like no breeze. There's twelve other things you need to understand. No, are you offending people? But that's the power of representation, and also there is an understanding in the LGBT community, especially for those who are of like the academia or activists or lobbyists who are trying to just make sure that people have the right to exist. That there are going to be people who do not know, and ignorance exists. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you you don't care as long as you all the place not genuinely persecuting somebody or making their life hell because they don't identify the way you identify more than likely you sitting on the right side of lgbt um and q issues mm. so it's like we're getting to a point now where we can represent all those differences and that's why we're seeing more of it or more people have access to it also barbados is like not one of the hottest when it comes to gender conversations our sexual yeah, or sexuality conversations, we are really that progressive in that, in that front. So the fact that we now have the internet, access to the internet and online, we're seeing these conversations that have been had in what used to be academic circles. Mm -hmm. So now that there's an accessibility, it means that we can inform ourselves. And sometimes that can feel like overload, but most of the time it's just good to know that you, at the end of the day, just making sure that somebody has or believes that somebody has the right to live, the right to express themselves because you're not going to get hurt by it. And um, that's basically where it goes. Yeah, and uh, but my thing is that, like, I, how, how do I say this? What, how come it seems like the LGBT, um, 
how come it seems that the GDS people are not very tolerant of the fact that so many things are changing amongst themselves before they can communicate it with everybody else and then you know word spreads so when we when we are like a bit um ignorant to these things we get chastised for it it's not even that they're that they're kind of tolerant of the fact that we are ignorant mm. they just kind of just go one time and say right. you're this That's phobic you're that phobic you're you know but phob all right because of how our world is set up if you are of the gds more than likely you're going to experience some kind of persecution that could end up with you losing your life right. and that is the level that is the level of stakes it is for people of gds experience so when somebody who you may be affectionate towards or may care about or comes from the community that you love doesn't care or doesn't want to listen then you have no other words but to say you're not listening to me and you not listening to me can result in me dying or somebody else that I love that is of this community dying. So that's where the violent reaction or the the closed down reaction may come from. Of course, it, it's exactly like people having different um, different styles of dealing with racism. Mm -hmm. Some people will look at somebody, a white person who might say something problematic and be like, let me sit down and talk to you about why what you said was problematic. Another person might be like, look, fuck you and everything you stand for. And I hope that you house burned down and you only got a cockroach. Right. And both are valid experiences. Both are valid reactions to meeting somebody who is, who is about your persecution or right. may enable your persecution. Um, unfortunately, people often online might see more of the um, chastising group of people. Than those that have the patience and also also unfortunately somebody who might have the patience over a period of time might get that patience tried and might end up losing that good part of themselves that want to sit down and have that conversation yeah i'm not and the thing is i'm not seeing patience anymore mm -hmm. like at all like you see you see this emergence of like i guess these social justice warrior groups on social media uh they they have a tendency to jump down your throat which is like, which honestly would be a very good um, segue into life and leggings, but we're not going to get there yet. I, I, there's one thing else that I, one okay. more thing I want to talk about. We're getting there today, huh? We're getting there today, mommy. Wait, but, but, but <laughs> 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 okay, but okay. So on today in the in the chat, right? Uh -huh. I asked um, Kofi and a guy that isn't here that usually is our sound guy or whatever, um, if they feel that they're homophobic, mm -hmm. right? Because homophobia. Sometimes I feel as if the word phobia gets thrown around a lot, mm -hmm. and then it just made me look at myself, and I kind of wondered if maybe I don't know what phobia means, right? Because if I say something, it it doesn't mean that I am afraid of homosexuals. I may just disagree with something that they may be talking about, or they may they may believe in, blah blah blah, right? So, what is homophobia to you? Homophobia to me, <coughs> all right. Homophobia to me is the idea that the whole L um, gender GDS community doesn't have a right to exist or express themselves in the way that you want them to. Mm -hmm. And where the fear comes from might be that you are afraid that they threaten your own um, position in society. So as a straight heterosexual, as a heterosexual cis, per cis man especially, you would get more privilege. So sometimes people are afraid of that privilege being taken away, even if they don't know that that's what they're being afraid, that that is what they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And that is where the phobia term 
came from. It's not necessarily that you think, oh my God, I'm so, there's a gay man, I'm going to go hide inside my closet. And, right. um, <laughs> ironic. Um, but yeah, <laughs> or under my bed. <laughs> That's I, not like, I love the fact that you're the one making the gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's my whole life. <laughs> oh, I think I did I? Did you turn it off? Yeah, you're good. Nah, you're yeah, good. you can hear me? Like, yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. So I get what you're saying. Okay. So I, I had a conversation, this same conversation. Um, with someone that, that you know, actually. Uh-huh. And I asked if every person that is uncomfortable with some parts of, uh, some aspects of homosexuality, if they are homophobic. Uh, and if there's a difference between homophobia and just being uncomfortable. I think that, okay, this is where homophobia, this is where gender and sexual conversations mirror that of race conversations. Mm-hmm. If you meet somebody who may be un- who may not hate people of color but may be uncomfortable with aspects of people of color that is offensive you see do you i think so i i understand what you're saying i am not totally percent sure i agree but like a 75 percent um i agree like you meet somebody who is just like so the way kofi laughs might in some circles or the the way in which kofi speaks might in some so- circles be classed as lesser but is that a race thing or a cultural thing it could be both Uh, there is like both come into context because also being of like different nationalities can result to people um persecuting you if you heard a a white person a Bayesian white person saying they don't like um people who catch zedars that is not directly they're saying they're loud that's not directly saying i don't like black people they're loud but you will still feel the start of it but there's there's a classist undertone right yeah there's like this idea that you are somehow lesser because of the the transportation that you have which is not what i have i understand yeah and therefore you're putting somebody on it but i still um, i think like racist is too heavy a term to drop on that so prejudice yeah prejudice racial prejudice if that's if that's where you feel comfortable i don't know if it's okay well if if I haven't really been around people that are in that culture a lot, right? Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. uh, the reason one of the reasons why I I've never went to Harbor Lights is just my perception of Harbor Lights is that it's a lot of um, uh, Bayesian whites, and they have their own subculture, right? Yeah. That's that's not even argued. I mean, they have their own subculture. I haven't been part of that subculture in years, mm-hmm. so I don't really know if I would really connect with them. So it's not necessarily that. I have anything against them. I just would feel uncomfortable. I would kind of feel like the third wheel and on a date then. Yeah. yeah. So then, so if so then, if a white person says that about people that I guess catch the van because there's van culture, mm-hmm. would would they would that be like seen as racist or racial prejudice? I think because they have the um, privilege. That's what we're looking for. Like they're above. Like as a person from van culture, they're going in harbor. They saying, okay, that's maybe not for me. But it seems different for me from the standpoint of no a white person driving a truck. Oh, those people in that van. Mm. They're so low. That just seems like you're looking down on something. But then, yeah. I it's guess. it's this idea that you are looking down. And when it, comes to, when it comes to the phobias, when it comes to homophobia, if you feel uncomfortable with someone, then that means that the way that they're expressing themselves feels like a threat to you. And it's, all, and it's about examining where that threat comes from and how that threat can manifest. Mm-hmm. So if you feel threatened about someone's identity, then you can see how easily somebody else who might feel threatened, who is a slightly more aggressive person, might take an aggressive action. Okay, okay. 
I want to bring a scenario to you. This is a scenario yeah. stuff on your chat. Okay, well, because I want to get your thing too. But right, but no, yeah. she said that. Uh-huh. Is this homophobic? Then there was a. I went on a cruise. Horrible ways, coincidentally. Right. Um, and there's this one guy, like, I'm, we're acquainted. I, I'm aware he's gay. Like, we've had conversations and stuff before. I, I, I don't have a problem with gay at all or whatever. But we were drinking or whatever, and we were having, we were talking about something. And then he suddenly went, dude, dare me to straight pull my drink. And I was like. He's a straight pull, right? Straight pull his oh. drink. <laughs> now go, go do <laughs> oh, wait, can't So messy! <laughs> no, you can make that. Okay, I'm, go just, anyway, go ahead, yeah. I'm so, just gonna make a noise. Right, so <laughs> I was like, it, it was funny, it's so strange. We, we were legit having a conversation, and he was just like, bum. So, like, if you want to, I guess. And then he went, and I guess I, I, I'm never looking at someone's face normally. So, I was like, look, and he was like, no, if you dare someone to do something, you have to look at them while they're doing it. I just felt so strange. Like, I, it wasn't even like I felt he was hitting on me. It just like, I just, I just, I felt so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Is that in that aspect homophobic? I don't know if it would be homophobic because you're not, you're not them being like you didn't then make the reaction of like, oh my god, you're the worst guy ever for doing this to me. But it might be just that, again, because we live in a society which is like heteronormative, you might not have ever had that experience before, or you probably never had that experience before. So having to deal with that discomfort might like you're cha- you're being challenged. You're hetero. Your heteronormativity, the the way that you feel that you are, is being challenged. I don't even think that it was like I felt less straight. It just was super weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I asked because I don't think it was uncomfortable because he's gay. I think if literally any human did that, I would be like, what What the fuck is really happening? Like, why? So if a woman did that, <laughs> I would be like, what What was happening right now? I'm okay, really well confused. then, then it should be fine. I mean. It, it feels like a come on, but what the hell do I know? Okay. I'm really bad at society. Let's take out Kofi now. So, Kofi, you said that the, that if if what... I asked in the chat a while ago, right? If one of us were gay, by the way, all of my friends think that if anybody's gay, it's me in the chat, right? I don't know why, <laughs> but and that's a different conversation. Okay. Right, but yeah, right? But I I asked in the chat how they would feel if one of the guy or one of the fellas in the chat turned out to be gay, right? Kofi said it would be a betrayal of trust. So you could explain. Yeah, because I know these guys for ten years. We've slept over at villas together. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying this in the sense that like when the man could hit on us or something, so or like rub it on we bought and go home and jerk off at the factory or anything along them lines. It's just the fact that like we've been friends for so long and like you ain't ever like say my dog I I <laughs> that's such a weird way to talk about this conversation. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how the conversation happens, but mm. yeah, I think I gave me. <laughs> <laughs> that's sometimes say. legit how it goes down it's like big man I just, I, in 10 years like it never crossed your mind to say but, and then but how, how does that how does that make you feel aware about your trust with because it feels like you've been like especially like in our circle it feels like you have just been lying about a lot of stuff what if they what if they didn't know until later like because some people literally don't know that they're gay because they wouldn't have been attracted to anybody who was of same sex but then they meet somebody who, for some reason, they have that connection. How romantic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, it could be. I don't know. It depends on how you feel. But for some reason, they, ha- they have that connection. And then they might want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, would that then still be a betrayal? I am not. I just... Uh, well, it's just the length of time that has me... I, once again, no idea... How homosexuality works. <laughs> I just assume. Well, 
I have never, <laughs> I have never like sat down in bed and like I might be straight. I have never had to think I was straight. I just like women, right? So to understand that someone is struggling, that they might like men. I don't. I just assume like when you're a gay, you're a gay. Like there were a couple of gay guys in my primary school class. There was no question about it. Mm-hmm. In primary school, everyone was fully aware they were gay. They are new to. There are no two. Prophetic is not the word. Very open gay men. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I don't understand how you can be a quote-unquote straight man for all of these years. And then all of a sudden, you get, it just feels like you was lying to me about something, some, somewhere along your line. Not necessarily, because then people could... All right, not saying that that's not, like, real. And that is real. But some people might very well know that they present as very masculine men know that they're like they go to the gym they do all that serious shit they like i don't know drink protein shakes they're they're real right. they're <laughs> real men those are the two that's all you do right right i've never had protein shit of course what is a gym of course <laughs> i'm being of course i'm being hella general but like they perform masculinity to mm-hmm. the to the finest point that it can be performed at right. and they in themselves don't think that they could be gay all right because Again, we might have the preconception preconception that gayness looks a certain way. And then later on down the road, they might actually meet somebody probably at the same gym. Uh, and his name might be Jim. And then you're just like, okay, Jim, I let you real bad. I feel like I talked to you upon a level. And then Jim kissed you one day and it's like, actually, I didn't hate that. And then that means that he, with all his straightness, oh has, my to go, has to go and sit down <laughs> inside his bedroom and be uh, like, wait, what was that? And why did I not hate it? Like... And it happens like that. It, like literally, that's a story that has happened a hundred times, a thousand times over. And then when he figures it out, he might want to go and be like, "But coffee, brother, I got something to talk about, though." And I'm really sure how you can react because I'm really sure how I react into it neither. But that's why I'm saying that sounds. It sounds very real, very plausible. But from my perspective, where I have, I knew I was straight before I kissed a girl. No girl made me turn straight. I didn't born not know what's going on. I just. You were like women, yeah. You lucky. But the, but the thing is, is that my trust in my friends, and none of it was based on who they liked, though. Like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't never, it wouldn't rock my, you know, trust in them or anything. It's just they just. They That's just, why I told you, if it was like someone I met last year, mm-hmm. I would not mind. But it's just the length of time that like we form all these bonds and like. And I guess you guys had conversation about your attraction towards women. Right. That's yeah. another thing that when it, that way I specify in this group chat. That's like. 80% of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah it, what yeah, was really happening? I, I don't know. I just, to me, that don't really, that's insignificant in the reasons why I, like, confide in you or talk to you or, but, but maybe, it, but I am different because my, my longest friend in life is gay and he's been gay for, like, since, I, I could, I could see the tendencies looking back now. That's what I mean. And, that and like, I can understand. Since like four or five with. years old, right? That I can understand, and that's that's perfectly cool. That that doesn't. But some people bother me. Some, Not bother, yeah. but that doesn't make me wonder what's going on. But some people know. Some people like I knew I was attracted to women when I was in primary school, like mm. from about six. Like my best friend, I was just like, ah, "You're really pretty." Blushes for forever. Um, be, my first 
crush was a girl as opposed to a guy and then i had a crush on a guy and i was like and i actually had the reverse i was actually like what the hell is going on i thought you were gay girl what's going on like (laughs) so can we talk about this um panics um but yeah trust me um so it happens it happens on all levels but this is very similar to a conversation that i was actually having with levi um about how like so somebody who is transgendered you go on a date with them at what point should they tra- should they disclose that they are of trans experience and whether we have like any right as cis people or cis passing people to dictate that like would you feel threatened i also had this conversation with like a a community a lgbtq like um workshop that i did a, a couple years back where people from the queer community were there i was just like nah you'd have to tell me straight up um that way I get to decide whether I date you or not right. and all that kind of thing. So right. that's another element of that like trust conversation. So what do you think? Do you, do you think that they should? I feel like my my perception is more I'd like to hope that if I'm building a relationship with you, you'd feel safe enough to tell me. Mm-hmm. But if you don't feel safe enough to tell me because of all the reasons in society that might dictate, because there's also like the reaction clause, which states, and there was a gay clause as well, which used to state that like if you're, if somebody makes a move on you, uh, like if a man makes a move on you and you react to them and kill them, there's like a a legal clause that is almost like an insanity this plea. Is a thing? Yeah, this wow. is a thing. Okay. And it was a thing. Sorry. And then there's a trans there's a trans similar one. There's one that is for like trans reaction murder. Yeah, trans reaction murder Check. or violence. Mm. Check. Um, trans reaction murder or violence. So we would like that exists. So when you are of trans experience and you know that that clause exists, that your murderer might be able to get off without facing any consequences by any justice system, then I can understand why you might never want to tell nobody. Like, I get but it. If, but if you're not comfortable, you know, knowing the circumstances and knowing your, the history of trans people and when they come out, then maybe you're not ready to date someone if you're not ready to say. Because I think things go, I think it goes both ways, right? I think the same way that we need to be very accepting of um, trans people and LGBTQ community, all that stuff. They also need to uh, be accepting of the fact that a lot of people that are straight would prefer to have the power of choice to say, if you are trans, I do not want to be with you. So but to take away someone's power by withholding that information, I think that's wrong. I, I don't know if it's wrong because of that's the society we live in now. I'd like that we could get to a place where people of trans experience have the same or equal um and a balanced re- like societal experience if we were on the same level then i'd agree with you 100 percent. but but it's still manipul. i mean it's manipulating someone if you if most you, of the time you, it's just survival though yeah but if it's survival then why don't you just not be with the person as opposed to then lie to them but, because you're not comfortable telling them but then that means that somebody that you might be attracted to could very violently hurt you so then you will more than likely not date anyone ever and that's a pretty tragic way to live but well i i guess but i mean it would be very selfish then if you choose the opposite and just go and date people and not tell them although deep down you may know there's a chance they may not want to be with you if they knew and i wish like i agree as Mm. i said i want to agree with that like if we lived in a society which was safe for trans people and they could come and be like look this is who i am and we wouldn't have the kind of reaction as like you are somehow lesser or you are somehow less woman or less man because of the because of your experience, then I would be like, Yeah, you should be able to tell them. Which is why I say I would like to hope that I could build a relationship where somebody could tell me. Um, because mm. I would prefer to know. 
Are trans women women? Yeah, considered to be women. So then why do we label them trans women if they're just women? Because it's you've had a different experience of your womanhood. So like how we have black women, black right. women have a very experience, a very different experience from white women. And it can be helpful to have that um, precursor when you're having specific conversations about okay. your identity or your um, intersections. What is Caitlyn Jenner's gender? Caitlyn Jenner would be gendered. Fe- Caitlyn Jenner would be gendered female. I think is that not what I'm not a saying? trans. I'm not a trans woman. She's a woman of trans experience. So yeah, but trans she, woman. But she has her. But it's not going to be like TF. It will just be like F. So normal trans women are TF. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying like no, that. you got me. No, no, no. Trans femaleism. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 but oh, trans okay. female wouldn't wouldn't exist on like your card. Oh, right. You just um, have F. But. She has a penis, though. I, 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 I she? think she's yeah. a very... Unless she she, she would have cut it off very recently, but I think she still has a penis. Yeah. I don't. I never understood her because she's a lesbian. Does she, is she attracted to women? I read that. Yeah, okay, she's attracted yeah. to then women, yeah. She yeah she's still I just find that so... I mean, once again, I agree. I agree. I understand being trans a thousand percent. Like, you don't feel comfortable in your body. You want to do whatever procedure to be you. Do you? Do you? It's just odd to hear a trans woman being gay. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Like, if I tell you the amount of, like, cross relationships, because we, we imagine, right, Kofi, that everything is heteronormative. <laughs> Sorry. We oh, imagine oh. that at the end of the day, like, we even have this conversation with gay couples. You look at, at male a man who is dating a man and you say which one is the woman knowing full well that neither two of them are women mm. like and so we we always assume there has to be something that mirrors what we know as a heterosexual relationship because for some reason in our society we've valued heterosexual relationships as the most balanced as the most equal or the most important when you start looking at gender politics that's where you start like undoing that and realizing that two men can exist in their masculinity and still formulate love two women same way Mm-hmm. When you said cross, you reminded me, but the same, not to rewind, but the same Caitlyn Jenner thing. Uh-huh. Is a cross, there are, there are two gay men, Bob Banalu. Bad is a straight gay. What are you like? Oh, anyway. Masculine male, right? But Lou is more effeminate. <laughs> Lou cross dresses. Uh-huh. Is Lou a trans woman or is he just a cross dressing male? He could just be. Oh, shoot. What is it? This this term always. If you come with me. another name, I'm jumping out the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm right behind you. <laughs> and I actually want you to take your time. Oh my gosh, what is it? Eddie Eddie Izzard is one transvestite. Thank oh. you so much. I, what? Me, I just guessed. <laughs> Thank you so much, transvestite. Um, could just be somebody who feels comfortable. Well, Eddie Izzard I is thought, now transgender. So then, but yeah. So then, Caitlyn Jenner will be a transvestite what, if, this, if he has a penis. Then, unless, he got a unless on she makes the decision. I mean, just bubbies. Like, she, no, if you just get did she do? Did she do the 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 traumatic procedure of getting her chest shut, cut open and then implants and like put in? Yeah, like all women. All right, that's pretty. No, that's still pretty traumatic. But, that, but like, yeah, it's traumatic. But does that determine what like? at the end of the day guys like the conversation real simple is that if they say that this is what they identify as that's what they identify as are you are you are you it's simple but are you sure that is like there society needs some kind of order Uh, yeah and if everybody just wakes up and says i feel this way therefore i am this way 
then it's kind of like where does uh, it goes back to the same question you asked Kofi where do we draw the line but that's why I keep telling y'all well that's why I said earlier the order that was in place upon us is false right and that's a myth that we need to undo and when we do we figure out an order that is a lot more inclusive and a lot more progressive rather than assuming that this is simple this is easy this fits everybody it doesn't but this is the thing though well in any in any society they're going to be not everyone is going to be included i mean it's it's it's, it's very but why not well, because everybody's different and there's always going to be an then, outlier and we're going to try and force them in. But then this is what happens. But then, then surely as a progressive community or a progressive society, or the, the more we strive towards progression, the more we'd understand that inclus- inclusiveness is the better way to go. So, And it doesn't have to necessarily be as complicated as we're making it. But I mean, you say that, but then it's the LGBTQIPPA. A. Plus Q. Exactly. Then it's so then it's like Or GDS. You well, see, like the more we discover one aspect that becomes an issue and we talk about it, the more we can find the solutions within the community. And then the sixty three pronouns and then you can at at your whim you can change which pronoun you are. I mean that doesn't sound that sounds very it sounds very ind- individualistic, right? And Society doesn't necessarily function just by what one individual says, though. Yeah. I mean, there has to be some kind of like democracy, like in order for order, but people need to come and say, like, okay, so for example, the gender pronouns, right? It's like they came up with these words that um, that we are now to use in our normal parlance, right? But then that's not how language works. Words words if you have a, if there's a word that is introduced to the society or it's or there's a word that evolved in meaning then one person says it eventually if it is something that is accepted then it spreads and then everyone agrees that this is a word and then it changes in the dictionary blah 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 but i mean for you to then but for you to force a pronoun and say these are the words that you i demand you say as opposed to this or else it is deemed offensive isn't that like kind of like a bit Forced isn't that like, inorganic? Exactly, saying to um, I don't know if I'm referring to someone as they. Mm-hmm. Do I say they are? They is. They are. Right, but is I'm talking about individual. Yeah, but you can still say they are coming. But that just uh, they uh, are down the road. Is fireman an acceptable term? Is is what? what? Fireman an acceptable term? I don't know. Fireman? <laughs> what do yeah. I know? I'm just <laughs> I'm just a person trying to figure it out like y'all, but. At the end of the day, like... So you can understand... Okay, okay. um, Remember that point. But you can understand if we are are trying to figure it out, you are kind of trying to figure it out, and you're a part of the community, you you guys have to have some kind of um, understanding when we are confused as hell, when we hear these things, see these things, don't know if a man with a penis but got breast implants is still considered this thing. It's still a woman. Well, then again, with knowing that, with knowing that you guys, like I said, with knowing somebody is confused, you can have two kinds of reactions to it, or more than two, but most often we'd hear of two kinds of reactions, which is either the patience or the abhorral. And that is basically how people respond to any form of social progression or any form of social rights. It's always been like that. Then there's also people that are indifferent and don't really care. There are people inside the queer community who don't care about the other half of the queer community. Like, there is 
um, a whole subsection of feminism that is trans exclusive. And like, we don't believe that trans women exist. We don't believe in that connection. And that's just as violent and just as aggressive as any other community wanting to say the same thing or questioning somebody else's identity. Like, as we go through or as we move through time and we use these words and we figure out which of these words are inorganic, which of these words don't work at this time, which of these phrases will be more inclusive and will help us to get to a better point where everybody will, at the end of the day, get their rights, be able to marry who they want to marry, be able to raise a child they want to um, raise as they want to raise it, then that's basically how we're going to go. Yeah. But for now, we're all kind of, I guess, feeling by yeah. ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got coffee? I was gonna say feeling it out too. Feeling it out, yeah. <laughs> I hear listening, but my, my <laughs> head absorbing. <laughs> but I know, <laughs> and it is a lot, and it is exhaustive. And, but it it kind of always hits me whenever I'm at home and I'm thinking about gender politics. It kind of always hits me that I feel like society lied to me. I feel like somebody sold me this version of gender and identity that was a lie and told me this is what we're supposed to believe in, and that is just as and, and that is just as offensive or just as annoying as anything else. But I hope that the GDS doesn't somehow formulate new lies f- that will be forced on us to believe. More often, because then within the GDS, there's also allies. One of the A's inside the long form is allyship. You're so kidding. What is an ally? You know what an, an ally al- is. An, an ally An ally is. Like, okay, so if somebody was a race ally, what do you think that would mean? Oh, like a white person that sympathizes. Right. Or empathizes with right, the with yeah. the plight, with the struggle and the plight. Same thing. Well, they consider us allies, right? We're allies, right? I I guess. I guess, Yeah, y'all would have to figure right? out. We're supporters of... I think y'all have a little bit more undoing before you can feel I like... I don't know what I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. You, whatever. Um, well, I, to me, I'm an ally. I don't understand what you mean, though, Marcus, for sure. I but feel like an ally. I'm an ally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I, just, uh, I can't just be a man... <laughs> you could just be a man, but are you a man that will hit a bathy boy and say he head with a big rock? Or are you a man that wouldn't nah, call him a bathy like boy in the first place? Nah, but I like T.O.K. music, so that makes me... Be, I like T.O.K. <laughs> music. Can we... No. Actually, can we talk about that for like a quick little second? Yeah, let's do that. Because, yeah. because damn, I'm from Barbados. I like to walk up and get on real bad. Call black, all the music... Sorry, I talk in real loud and all like a Susie likes it. But whenever I will go into any spaces and then start playing Bashman and all that kind of thing and all dub... I would be wanting people to get on these stinkers, you know, and crying because the, the lyrics are either homophobic, misogynistic, no, sorry, and I'm like that is, twerking that is, that is and funny. still that crying. Is so crying. Like, that is it's not okay. Like, can I, um, somebody give us music that's not like But trash? I will not forget a night in jamming I was playing and coincidentally the same gay guy from earlier was hey, in there. Homeboy. And I won't say homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> Acquaintance, <laughs> right? Uh, um, I played Chishi Man, but okay. And this man was bawling this side of his lungs. I'm telling I, I was you, like, you sure it is the right song that you want to sing? <laughs> we have no choice, like, but when you are a part of <laughs> it's so tragic because it's also it's also difficult being yeah. a feminist and existing inside and wanting to listen to music because collateral have you heard collateral i love the fact that is what's that what's i that? will I hold your girl, girl as collateral, as collateral. no you're not put her down really? I behave love, i love how misogynistic that song is and no one has shed a tear <laughs> no i no shed one. tears but while dancing <laughs> this is the thing like, no one I, I i never heard anyone i thought i would just one by thing like, no there are many the woman is a car no, <laughs> so is that so wait many. so 
when um when people of of the uh, GDS community they hear these songs, right? Mm-hmm. How are they supposed to respond? Most of the time, it depends again on your culture because you don't just come from the GDS community and that's it. Mm-hmm. You will be GDS and either part of white culture or either part of co- a culture of color or something like that. So you have your intersections at play, and that is reasonable. So some people will hear these songs and be like, you know, the beat banging and it takes a rhythm and I can right. really I could really drive to this right now and I need to get all that stress off my back so I can dance. And then some other people might be like, that song really makes me feel inviolable and like I shouldn't exist in this society. So there are, again, very different, varying reactions to pieces of work. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of where somebody would come in and be like or somebody who like myself was an advocate would be like okay this song is a problem because it's a problem because that little girl over there wants to go and set her rest now because of what you created if i had to be honest i think that's where a lot of our um barbadian culture um like when it comes to men's men's dynamic with women i think it comes from soca and that's all okay this is what i mean that's so um Soka, the genre, if you listen to a lot of the music, uh, it's very limited to what topics they talk yeah. about, right? Uh-huh. So it's drinks and... Walk-ups. Right. Walk-ups. And it's very instructional too. And a lot of the instruction, the way that they're saying the instruction when it comes to t- dealing with women, they use a lot of derogatory misogynistic terms. Grab your neck, right. you over. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you hear these, right? And you could, you, it's right, a song if, in your head already. Exactly, you know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like five songs, right? <laughs> so if, if you hear these, it will be it will be wrong for us to say that we follow the instructions of how to bend them over, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we do not also internalize how they also use these words and into their own right. Like yeah, and and it's so to me it's soca, especially because soca I find is a bit more limited than a lot more genres when mm-hmm. it comes to the topics and how they speak about women, etc. Right. So even if you look at um, dancehall music mm-hmm. and we look at how they speak about, you know, um, gays and stuff. It is literally hate speech. Like, mm-hmm. th- you could tell that the, the lyrics came from a man, Who a man's feelings, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he took out all of his aggression in this song saying, kill a chichi man. There is, no- <laughs> there is nothing, there is nothing. Nothing progressive ar- yeah, about yeah, that at all. progressive, artistic. is literally <laughs> the man venting his frustration. And now, so now we hear that and we hear that underlying tone of aggression towards these people and it is literal hate speech and we internalize all of it. You we- know what's yeah. really interesting? Those are kind of off. Yeah, yeah. I have not heard a homophobic song, a new homophobic song in so long. That's I can't because think of representation. Of, I can't yeah, think yeah, of yeah. any yeah, alkaline lyric that bunny batty boys or whatever. Well, we live and in different times, boy. We live in so different, different times, And boy. also, we had, like, the LGBT community and advocates had dragged a, a lot, not alkaline, <laughs> but dragged a lot of dancehall artists and were just like, big man, you can't come over in, in more progressive yeah, countries. Yeah, Beanie Man, get dragged up. Um, who else get dragged up? They had another fella that n- his name's not on the top of my head right now. Sizzler. Sizzler. Mm. Thanks, voice in the back. <laughs> Sizzler, get drag up. Like, and they were like, if you don't change your lyrics, big man, you can't come, you can't come and perform yes. in this country. Sizzler, however, was just like, forget you. But like, <laughs> other artists were just like, you know what? I'm going to change my lyrics. And actually, you're right. Yeah. Maybe some of these lyrics were more representational of the time 
and aren't helpful for a more progressive yeah. society. I, I, so, and the reason why I said um, Barbados especially, and I could be, listen, I could be totally wrong because I'm still trying to understand it in my head too. But it came up when I saw um, Life in Leggings, right? Uh-huh. And when I saw Life in Leggings. What's that again? Right. Life in Leggings will be explained by Lucy. We're not going to get into Life in Leggings <laughs> like in depth now. But, but let's explain life, what Life in Leggings is. Because I don't want to say. Who, me? Yeah. Why should I explain? Okay, well, okay I'll explain <laughs> it then. It was, a, it was a social media movement that started and basically highlighting um, a lot of the, I guess, the plight of sexual the, harassment. Yeah, sexual harassment t- towards women. Um, it started on the streets. Eventually, it was sexual assault in general and, and also um, domestic violence, right? But when I saw this, it felt to me as though we have a higher incidence of domestic violence than a lot of places. Not like the highest, but it seemed like very it's real common. It's, it's it seemed very it's I feel common. ridiculous. It's so then I wondered where did it where did it come from in our culture? Mm. And the first thing that I thought of was our music is totally is totally acceptable to talk about women and degrade them and stuff. And the fact that the way that soca is it's so limited to the, this, like, these like three, four topics that you're going to hear misogynistic lines more often than any other genre. Mm. What, is, what is the only festival we have in Barbados? Mm. Crop Over. And that is one of the underlying you know, messages in Crop Over. So I think for me, like, I agree with you. I believe that um, what we do, perpet- what our music has perpetuated yeah. our, the cultural thought that has allowed yeah. for gender-based violence to exist. Right. I also think that we'd also need to examine because you know me, I all about going back and back and back and looking mm, at history. So, oh, so colonial, colonialism, and, colonialism yeah, oh, yeah, had yeah, a yeah, big yeah, impact yeah. on our gender expression, and also to to bring it back to the cycle um, of the where the conversation started. Colonialism also had a big impact on how we view gender expression, how we view sexuality, and a lot of the tribes that people, um, the enslaved people, were brought from had, again, diverse expressions of sexuality and gender. But mm. once you come here and you got that almighty Bible on top of your head, then you learn that you cannot identify as that. Mm. Or you learn that a man being with a man is often seen as violence or, or sexual violence to um, displace some kind of power onto you. Yeah. And that becomes a part, again, of our cultural trauma and our fear. So then I, I get why we have violent reactions towards gay men more than gay women Mm. i get where that fear comes from but it's about looking at where it comes from having those discussions which again we don't really do in the caribbean usually when it comes to somebody else's sexuality we're just like or gender we're just like man he's just a and dismiss it and don't really want to have conversations about sex altogether and unless it is how good sex was last night (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i found it it odd you actually just mentioned that um we hear as a society, we hate more on gay men than gay women because I know at least two lesbian, well, a bisexual lesbian, and bisexual lesbian, a bisexual woman and a lesbian. That's the thing, though, isn't it? You cannot be a bisexual lesbian. Don't, no, Looking for confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> How did I become the queer god? Um, I, yeah, you're I the guess, right I guess yeah, it, hey, I've, I've ascended. <laughs> I was holding that Go one out. <laughs> I don't know. You are horrible. Catch van. Get out. <laughs> 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 Anyway, that's my new Twitter name, just <laughs> by the way. Right. What's saying? Oh. Um they hate bisexual women. They hit gay men. Yeah? And they think it's so weird. It happens. Like I told you, P 
people within the community can be problematic towards people within the community. It's not like once you join the LGBTQ community, you don't get like an acceptance badge and you can't like access every door. And that doesn't mean that you like every so you other. You can't use every bathroom. You can't use every bathroom, <laughs> unfortunately. Like you can't do <laughs> you can't do a lot of stuff. And also that doesn't mean that people will be sticking up always for their rights. Because mm-hmm. as it comes to most social orders, people are usually looking out for their rights. Mm-hmm. So we inside the LGBT community would identify that, for example, white queer men, uh, white gay men, have more privilege than everybody else on the LGBT um, ladder. Well, yeah. Obviously. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they can dominate a space. And so that can be uncomfortable for somebody else from like a community of color that might want to have very different conversations. So I've been in community spaces where a black lesbian and an Indian lesbian or a, a Muslim lesbian want to have like a specific conversation, but there's a white person in the room who doesn't allow for that to happen. And whether they are uncomfortable or feel like they're being left out, stuff like that can happen. So being like society being the way it is, we are always going to meet somebody who is like against you or yeah. Do you think that we could ever reach true equality? I believe I, I have to hope so. Otherwise I won't get out of bed. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> in your lifetime, though, do you honestly think it can happen? In your I lifetime? feel like I could die tomorrow, so I don't really look at my lifetime as a span. Your, your lifetime in the next sixty years. Um, I feel like we can make moves mm. that I don't feel like we would be able to fix everything because we got so far to go, and yeah. education systems need to be upheaved, health system needs to be upheaved, like loads of things need to be like pulled back. But I feel like we can have the conversations. Like even things like this yeah. can make this conversation accessible to somebody who might be listening on the podcast. Yeah. And that might have them thinking. So then they'll have that conversation with somebody else. Exactly how Life and Leggings worked. Like we had the conversation online. People then took that conversation offline and had it with their boyfriends, had it with their mothers, had it with their grandmothers and their children. And that meant that those children have an awareness or those adults don't have an awareness and I guess awareness is the first step in progression. Yeah. Um, um, to rewind real far back, I just remember this. When you're talking about the, um, you think our um, tolerance for domestic violence comes stems from our music. Yeah, but part, one of the things, but it yeah. Per- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I think the main thing is just our upbringing. Because I have a friend of mine who, well, yeah, a friend of mine in a relationship with another friend of mine that she just picked fights. But that's because her parents used to fight or whatever. Yeah. So, like, my grandparents, my grandfather, like, nowadays they're old, 80-something. My grandfather always jokes he can beat my grandmother. She's always boss. You never beat me then, you can beat me now. I've never seen my father hit my mother. I know I tend to hit a woman, but look, no, the people that grow up seeing and hearing a woman, the mother getting beat all the time, they probably think that's the norm. And oh, right that's actually, the way. Thank you. But that's it, like, we... I, once we can acknowledge within, for me, with mm-hmm. life and leggings especially, I, well, not just life and leggings, also with, with everything that I, I stand for, I believe education is at the forefront for making progressive societies. So if you can have a conversation with a young person and show them that your father hitting your mother is not the way love is supposed to look, then they might have never heard that before. So they could have grown up and become 22 or 24 and believe that the only way to see that Kofi loves me is if Kofi hits me. And that's like, <laughs> that's girl, not that Kofi does, but. A girl that I used to date literally um, 
literally said she likes when we argue because it shows that I care. Yeah, and people yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that we so mad. Yeah, I know, I know, girls that will pick fights just to see if I'm still invested, present, invested in the relationship. Yeah, and that's harmful because then we're also told that because that also can tie into like the fact that guys are only supposed to show their investment in something in their aggression. So they're only supposed to show that they care by being aggressive about that thing that they care about. Mm. So that's also another part and parcel of the whole conversation. It's not from last week. Yeah. What voice not from last week? No, yeah, there was it was a voice note where the, the guy was basically um he the the girl t- allegedly horned him mm-hmm. and then he was like um well, you know, F you, I will kill you, I will get a gun and kill you. And the man that she horny with. Yeah, right, and the man that, yeah. So I guess that's kind of the first thing some people go to when they are upset, they say these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of tragic. It's kind of exhausting. Yeah. But hopefully at some point we'll be able to create the kind of spaces where young people will be able to have conversations and see what, which is also one of the reasons why Bill Cosby was so loved like because Dr. Huxtable represented like this loving black family and a lot of people from the black community didn't um, especially the African American community didn't feel like there was enough of that so they were so used to seeing them without like absent fathers and getting shot up in the streets that this new idea of like community and togetherness and and happiness uh, yeah a happy black family like I would I would dig that. I would look up to that man. Yeah. But then he also raped those women. So that's another man. conversation. That's a, <laughs> it's, I, it's honestly sad, right? That like I felt so bad. <laughs> Bill Cosby yeah, being yeah, 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 You're yeah. just like you tell were me, like tell me Lil Wayne. You know what tell, I mean? Tell me, like, yeah, Bill I Bill can Cosby see Lil Wayne. I can see Bill, Donald not, Trump. Yeah, I'm, I'm Bill Cosby. These, these are people that it made sense. Yeah. So yeah. And he was so yeah, Donald Trump touched women. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, pretty certain that Lil Wayne hasn't though. Like probably not. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like somebody who was like, Can I eat this pussy? Is that okay? What's funny is that Bill Cosby would be against somebody like Lil Wayne telling him pull up his pants. He told Oh, um, yeah. yeah, he he would he tell so a lot of comedians pull up their pants, stop cursing. You know better than that. So respectability. You demand you should curse. Yeah, our drug. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, you are not better as a human being. <laughs> I'd prefer you curse than drug and rape women. You. Just yeah. saying, just saying. I was so disappointed. That don't hurt a okay. little thing. Yeah. That was so disappointed. I'm so sorry to bring up that trauma. <laughs> Bill Cosby. I remember watching Little Bill, a little cartoon he had. Me. Oh shoot! Yeah, I forgot about that too. This man used to do things. Fat Albert. Yeah. And then rape women be? B. B. From zero to... From, was zero like, to hundred real quick. The black man to look up to. Yeah. He and Uncle Phil. Oh, Uncle Phil, no. If, if anything... <laughs> else, no, <laughs> if you Uncle can't come Phil. for Uncle Phil. Yeah. Uncle, Phil <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Phil is a good man. I swear he's family to me somehow. Yeah, so he's not. Sure? He's not. <laughs> but I want him to be so bad. But, um... Okay, so... I want to know. I want to know how much time you got left, Kofi. How much time you got left? Yeah. Though we must be at two hours now. But no, but uh, you tell me though. You well, no. Everybody tell me. The audio goes right out now. of sync. Uh, uh, hour. What? The audio goes out of sync. Oh, an oh. Hour, so, so, so you, you, you guys tell me what you guys want to do. I got more things to talk about. <laughs> I could go on forever. <laughs> she could always come back. I just got that round up, so we could call it wraps about quarter to. Um, how much time you got left? I think it's quarter to now, fam. <laughs> we could call it raps at five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. We can call it raps. Um, what time sh- did they go? got some stuff that I want to talk about. All right, Marcus, Marcus just one. I'll come okay. back. I'll bring come it. Back. Bring, okay. bring it. I got. Bring I got it. two more. I got two more things I want to ask you. Right. Mm. You I got Kofi. one more. I uh, know. No, no oh. I ask you, Lucy. Oh, okay. I. You identify as black or white? I. Oy, oy, oy. 
eh. <laughs> I am white passing. I am white looking, but my heritage is mixed. Oh, okay. so were you? Yeah. Okay. Fun C- fact. Can you say nigger yes or no? No. Okay. Not even for that's all you are. <laughs> okay. I, cool. I love that question. <laughs> I love that question. Um, I would only really say it if it's like somebody else has said it and I have it like quoting. in quotation. Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of hammer home the destructiveness of the of the statement that was previously made. Okay. So I might type it. Or something. Okay. So so like genetically you're black, but culturally you're seen as white. No. Genetically, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. So you have black family? Yes, my mother is black. Really? Yeah. Oh, for reals, like no jokes. Well, she's mixed race, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering uh, when somebody looks the the way you look, as white as me. Yeah, and is and is, but their mother is black. What do you call what do you call that now? Um. Well, in some places it would be, it well. In England, where I was, I was considered a part of the community of color. So, black. But here, the scale changes a little bit. So, I will always be seen as a white person, no doubt. But in England, where my my cultural expression is of a minority culture, then I will face diff- several disadvantages. Um, so, I wouldn't be given all the privileges of a white person. Mm. Whereas here... I face several advantage. I face more advantages here because of being white passing. Okay. Um, and so like I. They're calling white. it white passing. Yeah. Is that literally what you're? That's what I. Okay. So I say I'm you, white passing okay. because I look like a white person, even oh, though my genetic. Right. Pass for white. Yeah. Yeah. I pass for white, even though my genetic history is more mixed. Yeah. Okay. Alexandra. Kalan- oh, Kalanago. Oh, yeah. I'm also part Kalanago. That's that's. Oh, so if I'll Google that later. Kal- uh, what is known as carbs, carbs. right? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. What was known as carrots? So okay, so so if we had to just go by in Barbados, you would be white. Yeah, you could just you could. Uh, sometimes I don't like it because it feels like there's a removal of like my grandfather and my mother who have had like big influences in who I am as a person. Yeah. But I also get the fact that when somebody sees me, the first thing they think is she's just a white girl. Yeah. And I, that and made me, okay. that made me wonder is which one is more important in classifying someone, the way they look or their ancestry. I guess I that's another I, debate. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's another to be debate. honest, like, if you didn't, Say. If you didn't say anything, I just assumed that like, you have like Latin American heritage. Oh, you see, I get that a lot as well. And Asian. <laughs> I don't it, see the Asian, but yeah. depends on what makeup I'm wearing. Actually, just and look, how my I thought she was just white, but then when we had this conversation, I was kind of you know. Okay, so I always wanted to ask this question: What is it like to be a white person in Barbados? Okay, for me, I am not a part of the white community. Um, in Barbados because when you're a part of the white community in Barbados usually that means you go to certain schools your parents tend to know everybody um, there's know kind each of other. know each other yeah yeah. So, yeah sorry everybody within that um, community was mm-hmm. kind of what my mind was thinking uh, so that hap- like that didn't happen for me I mm-hmm. was born I was born here but my mother she lived overseas and then she came back here and um while she was well, when I was born, she and my father, my father's a white man who moved here from England, and we lived up in the north, and they believed they had experienced the white community in Barbados and felt like it was kind of segregationalist and not really something that they can connect to, so they didn't send me to private school um 
they let me experience public school for both of my major educational Where training. Where did you go to school? I went to school at Roland Evers Primary School. Shout out to anybody who knows. And Alexandra School. Also shout out to anybody. You went Alexandra? I went Alexandra. Why? What do, what do we have to say? You might, might get a blow for everything now, boy. No, it's like, <laughs> no I, I'm going to be honest. When you hear, when you see a white person and you hear they're going to public school, they went QC St. Michael's. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's true, true too. Oh, yeah. no, I went they to... They like three at Harsons, one at Common Mirror. Yeah. No, I went Alexandra. I would have gone CP. I like... Was that like... Were you... Do you... Um, how, how to word this question? Were you discriminated against? Yeah. Um, It's very... Th- that was very deep. I'm kind of like, were you discriminated against? <laughs> like <a sex laughs> tell, us, tell us your dirty <laughs> trauma. <laughs> Um, a bad little girl, you know a bad I mean? little white girl. Ew, 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 stop, stop gross. Please. Ew, please stop tell me. Please. <laughs> it's gross. I need an adult. Um, you know what I mean? Help me. This is um, a safe space. Anyway. No, it's not. <laughs> you just ruined the safety of this space. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, I um, I went to school at Alexandra, and I ain't really experienced no kind of, nobody was ever like, you know, all right, so I would like be in history class, and people would be talking about slavery and shit, and like, Obviously, everybody in the class would be like, fuck white people. Yeah. Like, burn white people to the ground. And then they'd look around and see Lucy. And they'd be like, eh, set Lucy. And like, <laughs> this, this is a fair and justifiable response. Like, these people <laughs> took up people from their yeah. country and brought yeah, them yeah. to torture them. Like, that, that is a very real, I understand. And um, also, I guess, like, my, my grandfather and my mother are very, like, they're, they're Afrocentric, kind of. So there were elements of it that came into like as I was growing up. I know it's really weird, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, like this white girl is more woke than me. No, <laughs> I, I wish right. I wish you had a camera right there that was looking at coffee. You got some expressions. That I just I just want to look over again. I am not. Anyway. Uh, all right. So then I also uh, okay <laughs> yeah. It it can be messy and it can be weird because like as I grew up, I would have conversations like my sister is um my sister has a black father. So she's like, I guess all black. <laughs> I guess you would call that all black. I don't know. Right. Um, so she's more. She's like. She's a sure black, not a she's white. A, black. Yeah, she's, she's a, a sure black. black. She's <laughs> black for sure. And uh-huh, um, uh-huh. and so we would sit down and have conversations about like her experience. And a lot of my cousins are also the same. Um, like they look more, they look more like stereotypically mixed race than I do. Um, so we would have a lot of conversations about like what their experiences are, which then informed like how I view white supremacy, how I view like Eurocentricity, all these kind of things that I would that I want to dismantle. And I understand it can be really, really weird when this white girl who has like super straight hair, sometimes dyed in all these pretty colors, is looking at you and being like, burn down white supremacy. And you're just like, surely you want this to sustain. <laughs> like, surely that's not what you want right now. Um, so I get it. I get that there's always this. But thing. you're, but you aren't, ashamed of your white heritage no i'm oh. not um i am more ashamed at the at what has transpired within the white community which mm. is like this idea that they are superior okay, um okay but i tend not to identify with the white community because especially here in barbados because that's not my experience and then in england i feel even more removed from the white community because my culture isn't like white british mm-hmm. so then I'm kind of in like this displacement area, so I spend a lot of time debating my own identity politics in my head. Which is which is <laughs> fine. Which is I I have a lot of time debating in my head too. So like, just about anything in general, just oh, things yeah. in general. But okay, so my 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 question. Okay, you said that black people 
can't be racist. You told me that we had a argument about that. You said black people can't be racist. We had. A, I can't remember. If we did. Yeah, we did. I, I, I we, believe that that's what I said, but I can't remember if we had an argument. Yeah, we it. did, and you called me contrarian, so that's why I remember that. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> right. But anyway, can you explain why <laughs> black people can't though. be racist? Can I explain why black people cannot be racist? I believe that black people cannot be racist because of how racism for me is about systemic oppression. So, Marcus, can we do this on another day? Because like, I'm really, really tired now. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> mentally exhausted. We, we, yeah, we will do it on another day. Okay. I don't think I can talk it anymore. And really? That yeah. Sounds, that sounds deep. That sounds like a... I have to... like. Because I, 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 I am often like... But call up, not call up black people. On, yeah, call, like I will see some a black person say something that is very ignorant. I know it's yeah. funny racist. I yeah, would, I would find it racist. I too, tend but. to say, all right. So I believe it's more racially prejudiced than racist because I think that due to how racism has been structured and that it is systemic, it's about um, the collective oppression of a people by the systems such as health, education, uh, justice, all that kind of stuff. Then that means that it's very very hard. For some, like if Marcus was to call me, I don't know, cracker, yeah. it's very, very hard for that to have the same effect on me because Marcus isn't going to stop me from getting a job. Oh, okay. Marcus yeah. isn't going to stop me from getting but health benefits. It's, the sentiment is still the same, though. Right. Isn't Not racism so? just when you hate or, or race? Think someone but is lower than you in some way? That was okay. Again, that what happened in. Just like how many, many words have like multi-meanings. Huh? Mm. Mm. So racism is one of those things that developed a multi-meaning as people dis- started to explore where racism came from. So as people started to explore, as academics, not just people, as academics started to explore like the full anthropological um, ex- extent of racism, they realized that racism can't just be um, you hating on somebody because of their color. It can't just be that. Because there's a there's a deeper or a stronger kind of racism, which is fueled by Eurocentricity or white supremacy, which is this idea that you at the top in order to <clears throat> sorry in order to be at the top you have to be white assigned or white not even white assigned but like white um, assimilated okay white right. assimilated so like if you're a black man and you want to fit in with the white community you're probably going to get more pass in life or more advantages in life. Mm-hmm. And so as anthropo- anthropologists started looking at this, they were like, all right, we need to make a, a sub definition of racism and systemic racism then became the term that was used. And then what's happened in parlance in like our everyday language is that those who are of like social justice, um, who are for social justice will then be like, or social justice warriors, depending on what you, what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, will then be like, Actually, that term more suits the kind of racism that we're trying to di- like disempower and disembody. And so let's have a different phrase for what we knew racism to be like in the 90s, which was just like you hating on somebody because of the color of their skin. And that became racially prejudiced and systemic systemic racism became so the just word being just racist. evolved and yeah. Some yeah, but did it did it evolve organically or did it evolve because some social justice warriors said this is what we want it to be? It's not like that's not necessarily how it started. It it evolved through anthropological research and then academics in academic circles having this conversation. Then it started to trickle from the academic conversation into everyday conversation. And then that's now where most people are well, where a lot of people are at and we're still in that transitionary period. So I think I do not think that black people can be racist because at the end of the day, 
the racism is the racism is not the same. It doesn't have the same impact. It's not really oppressive. It's not. A, it's not as oppressive. Right, or well, me hating yeah. a white person doesn't keep them down at all. Right. And you some and hating an Asian person doesn't keep them down either. Mm. More often than not, if you see like because in um in the Caribbean we'll see black people hating on Asian people hating on um everybody like different people all, will always be hating on each other. Whereas at the very, very top, the white people still end up making the money mm. and still end up having the cash flow. So there's something very different about what that is, what the, the interaction between people of color is that doesn't feel right just calling it racism. Yeah, I get you. So only white people could be racist, basically. Yeah, because they have the systemic, they have the privilege. Advantage, uh -huh, yeah. A systemic advantage. We need to contain this another time. We do! <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's also weird saying about when you distinguish the different types of the definition of the word racism, I understand that. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end that conversation with this uh, scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Um, say a guy, say a guy, because black people still have some power, right? Yeah. A lot of power, actually. Mark but, is oh, talking about. Huh? Oh, oh, sorry. So, say a lot of black people have power. If a guy has a supermarket, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has his power is that he has a supermarket. It's his property. He can do what he wants with his supermarket. Mm -hmm. He has a sign at the front that says "No white people allowed." Is that racism? No, because it's his sis in his in, it is his in this context. It's his system that he has created to say that black white people can't go in. I get you, but right. at the end of the day, the majority of supermarkets, probably in the same area or in the same country, are going to accommodate for white people. So if he himself decides that he wants to make that choice, then he might be racially prejudiced. But that doesn't mean that every white person is going to be affected inside that country. Because more often than not, they could just go to Massey at the road. And Massey can well, have let's, more Let's say stuff. he sells the best cheese. You really Still want the cheese. This example is poor. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> we are all exhausted. Listen, yeah. we, are, we are all exhausted. We are uh, tired people. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did the thing, though. We kind of the conversation. I'm proud of us. We did. We did. Um, and they had, man, they got so many things we want to talk about. But, you know, day, we, did, we didn't even get into, like, oh, toxic masculinity and all kind of things. Anyway. You anyway, know, this is, why, this is anyway. what I'm telling you, Marcus. You need to tell me what I'm having a conversation about <laughs> so that I can do, like, all my research and just come and be like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. But, I, but either way, we went on, like, we went on really long. So, but I do, I really appreciate you coming you were one of the main people i wanted when i first thought about doing this to come on because we from just reading um you know your opinions online and stuff and voicing your opinion there are a lot of things we disagree on yeah. but i i think disagreeing and agreeing isn't as important as understanding people mm -hmm. because when you say when you when you explain where you know your own experiences and where you came from then it kind of expands my world because mm -hmm. i could go into your world and kind of just like be in your shoes for a bit and i can understand where you're coming from why you say these things and just be like i get that yeah i do get that right and, and she can make me google when i go home yeah <laughs> i thought i was going out tonight now i just researched <laughs> yeah just google no kofi <laughs> have fun as well <laughs> So Google while you're at the party. So while, while I do that. <laughs> really? I do that. I, cur I Google be on Instagram. I just be like, you just think that. I just thought that Google is immediately. Be. <laughs> All the time. So while Kofi Googles the gay lords and what they the have. The overlords, the gay agenda. That's the, yeah, have right, fun. That's the politically correct. This is the gay overlords, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> we do, I, I, so anyway, messy. Again, <laughs> again, Lucy, thank you for coming. No problem. And this is, I, I hope this is not the last time that you'll be here. Thank you for having and, me. Both um, of you. 
see we ain't get shell down um Nyasha Romer yeah Nyasha Romer said you, you was gonna get shell down by who yeah but you, you. But me yeah how like I, I for feel being like, ignorant I feel like people <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like people think I'm a lot more aggressive I mean I am very aggressive online but most of the time I'm just like okay like I have more patience in Barbados than I do or I have more patience with Bajans than I do with most people mm, because I'm so. just like I'm from Barbados. I get why we don't have that access to conversation. Yeah. So I got time for us to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. However, if you're from America and everybody been telling you this and you acting ignorant, I can just tell you to suck your mother. It's but, true. Yeah. It's true. So this is this is um, to be continued. Um, Robert. I don't know why when you said suck your mother, I was going to say, well, what's the my mother identifies as a man? So messy! my mother's gender. I was saying suck your mother. It doesn't matter what genitalia uh, your mother got. Like, uh, suck it. <laughs> the I Know Podcast, information, knowledge, observation. Also, I Know Nothing. Kofi definitely doesn't know anything. I Know anything. Nothing. All right, Jon Snow. But we're gonna say, you know Kofi Snow. Nothing, Kofi Snow. Kofi, Snow. <laughs> Kofi Black Snow. <laughs> 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 this is your new podcast. Nice. We will see you later. All right. Uh, yeah. Until uh-huh. next time.